Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Somebody go ahead, put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. And amen, the ladies. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you. We bless you for this opportunity we have to be in your presence. May we not be the same because we came. Holy Spirit of God, have your way. And let all we are have and will ever amount to never cease to sing your praise. We thank you. In Jesus' name, and all shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody put your hands together and please be seated. Be seated in heavenly places. Are you happy to be in church? Are you blessed to be in church? Hallelujah. There are so many places we can be, but the best of it all is to appear before the living God. Amen. Amen. And we thank God for the opportunity to be together in his house. Amen. Amen. All right. It's time for us also to worship the Lord with our substance, to give our offering and to offer our tithe in honor of him. Hallelujah. Okay, so I've been sharing about the seven pioneers of Titan. The seven pioneers. Those who began Titan. I've been mentioning, we've already seen what Jesus taught about Titan. How many were here when we talking about Titan, what Jesus said about Titan, what Abraham said about Titan, what Moses said about Titan, what Nehemiah said about Titan. Were you here, all this one? Okay, so we are going to see what the Pharisees, what the Pharisees also taught about Titan. Are you here? Because some time ago, we saw on Facebook, many people were confused and making statements. So it's my duty to also bring us into the truth of the word of God. What Titan is and what it's not. Hallelujah. Okay, so please turn your Bibles with me, if you will. Let's read from Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. We are reading from verse number nine. Luke chapter 18, verse number nine to 14. Is it there in your Bible? 
All right. If you are there, say amen. amen. If you are not, they say wait for me. Okay, I'm waiting. What the Pharisees taught us about tithing. In Luke chapter 18, verse number 9, the Bible says, can we read it together? One, go. And he spake this parable unto them, unto a certain, which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank thee that I am not as the other men are. Extortionists, unjust, adulterous, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smooth upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbled himself shall be exalted. Hallelujah. So this is a very uh, interesting and popular uh, story that we read in the Bible, that there was this uh, man, two guys, one was a Pharisee and one was a publican, meaning an unbeliever, somebody who is not yet born again, who has not given himself to Jesus Christ. Are you here? Can you understand so far? And they went to church to pray. And the Bible says that the Pharisee, the Christian, he stood there. And the, 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 look at the verse number nine. There's a statement there that uh, that is where the problem begins. Can you see the verse number nine? And he speaks this parable unto on, on certain, which what? Trusted in themselves. This is where the problem begins. They trusted where? In themselves. That they were righteous and despised others. This is the big problem that many of us even have. We trust in ourselves. You know, we are sinners not because of what you did yesterday or last week or last year. We are sinners because of even how we were born. David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. Hallelujah. Yeah. Who taught us how to lie? Who taught you how to steal? I mean, it's, it's something you, we, we did effortless, as though as you are growing up, it's part of you. Are you here? That is what makes us sinners. That is why Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
That is how once when they were uh, accusing him that look at Jesus, he's eating with sinners. He's talking to people who are not born again. He said to them, I did not come. He said, he that is not sick does not need a physician. I did not come to call the righteous, but I came to call the sinners. So if you think you are righteous and you are holy, take the lead and be in heaven. Those who are not are those I'm preparing. Hallelujah. So to begin, Bible said that he spoke a, a parable unto certain people. And these people believed in themselves. Are you here? They believed in themselves. And they believed that they are righteous. But you know the Bible said that our righteousness is as filthy rags. It is God's righteousness that makes us righteous. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. God sees us through Christ. We are the righteousness of God through Christ. So it is what Christ did that, I mean, makes us who we are. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why we receive him and we pray through him. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. The father, you don't smoke. The father, you don't lie. You don't steal. You are not an arm robber. does not mean you are not a sinner. There are even more complex, invisible sins that is even difficult to detect. Sins of pride, jealousy, envy, wickedness, and evil thoughts and evil imagination. Ask the person sitting by you, are you thinking evil about me? You won't even know. <laughs> are you here? So the Bible says that this Christian or the Pharisee who were supposed to be people who believed in God, who believed in angels, who believed in the resurrection of the dead. Hallelujah. They were Pharisees. They were Sudacis. The Sudacis did not believe in all this. But the Pharisees believed in angels, believed in life after death, believed that there is God. Are you here? And the Bible says, when the mistake, you see, they believed that there's God, they've done well. They believe there's angels, they've done well. They believe in the resurrection of the dead, they've done well. But the problem is, when now you believe, you trust in yourself. This is what has brought the humanity, the causes that we are doing. Trust in yourself, believe in yourself, don't, you are what you are. Do you understand? Taking God out of the equation. And that is what brings us where we are. That is what Satan suggested to Adam and Eve in the garden. The Bible says God came in the cool of the day and spoke with Adam and Eve. Every day that is what happened. And Satan comes and tells Adam, why are you always taking instruction from God? There is a, a tree, there is a book I will give you. When you read it, there is a tree, and the tree is called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Eat it, and when you eat it, there will not be the need to ask God or to wait for God to know what to do. You will know good and you will know evil, and you can decide what to do. It felt like, I mean, a harmless advice. But what the devil 
Satan did not tell Adam and Eve that if you know good and evil, you cannot do the good. Hello? (laughs) How many know good and evil and sometimes you don't even understand why you helplessly continue doing the evil? Uh, Are you here? Is there anybody? Do I have a witness? Oh, yes. Right here, Bishop. Right here. Sometimes you know that what you are going to do tomorrow is not good. You know that what I'm going to do tomorrow is not good, but I say, ah, I can't help it. I will do it anyway. (laughs) Even though I know it's not good, but I'm going to do it anyway. You helplessly you see, okay. so the problem that Adam and Eve has brought, and that is exactly what we are talking about here. The, the devil will not tell you everything. He will just suggest something to you, and you may think that, oh, he loves you. He's giving you an advice. From the day they ate the fruit, when God came, they were hiding. They had God in the cool of the day. They, they hid themselves. So God caught Adam. Where are you? And Adam said, Lord, I heard your voice and I went into hiding. He said, what? Why are you hiding? I said, I am naked. They said, who told you you are naked? So from the time until he, he did not, they were naked, but he did not even notice he was naked. He did not know good from evil. Like you see a goat, you see a dog, you see, they don't know they are naked. That is why you can see them before you, they will be mating. They will, by you, you need to close the door, bolt it, fasten the screw, pull the light off. Hey! What a shock. Even as a married woman, you send your husband, have you locked the door? Move around, make sure that nobody is at the compound. Hey! What a shock. Good and evil has entered into us. It has brought a problem. So believing in yourself, say they trusted in themselves that they are righteous. I mean, when a man begins to think that you are righteous, then you, you, you are doing something very... How many notice that you don't even need to close your eyes before you see your faults? Do you need to close your eyes? You don't, be, you, our faults are ever before us. And they despise others. Are you there? And Bible said that he stood and said, Lord, I am not like this publican. I am not like the unbelievers. I am a Christian born again. Then he began to list his achievements and accolades. Did you see their achievements? He said, yeah. He said, I am not like this extortioner. I'm not a robber. I, I don't extort. Do you understand? I'm not a scholar. I don't deceive. I don't do all these things. Then he continues. I'm not unjust. I am fair. Then he continues. Or I'm not an what? I'm not an adulterer. I mean, I have one wife. I don't, I, I have not, apart from my wife or apart from my husband, there hasn't been any. But Jesus told us that when you see somebody and you desire in your heart already 
How many knows I'm not you? How many know somebody who saw another person and you, the person desired the person in the heart? Yeah, there was a desire. Not you. That's why I'm saying not you. You know somebody. Okay. Then he continues. Then he continues. He said, I fast twice a week. Are you there? Then he said, I also do what? Pay my tithe of all that I have, of all my profit, of all that I have. I pay my tithe. But the other unbeliever, he says, he will not even boldly, he will say, so, oh Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. But the Bible says, the sinner went away more justified than the self-righteous Pharisee. Hallelujah. So the, um, quickly, four things Pharisees taught us about Titan is that, one, Pharisees showed us that Titan is indeed a form of righteousness. You see, he began to, I mean, list his righteous deed. I'm not unjust, I pay my tithe, I fast. Number two, the Pharisees showed us that tithing and fasting are similar spiritual activities. Do you understand? How many know that it takes a lot to fast? I'm not talking about when you don't have money and you want to fast. I'm talking about when you have money and yeah, sometimes you are forced to fast because the fridge is empty. Exactly. Yeah. And there's not much. So you decide that you do a spiritual activity. Not that you want to, but you are forced. Number three, the Pharisees showed us that you must not become proud because you pay your tithe faithfully. Are you here? The pride that came with paying tithe. Then we also learn from this that you may pay your tithe and still not please God. You see that at the end of the day, the Bible says that the publican went away into his house more justified, more than the Pharisee. Hallelujah. Yeah, the humility. Well, one of the things you can also uh, notice is that we don't recommend that you trust in yourself. Trust in the Lord, like the Bible tells us. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Hallelujah. You know, there is something that the enemy always brings to us to take God out of the equation. That is the frustration that our lives will encounter. No matter how good, no matter how skillful, no matter how powerful you are, when you begin to take God out of the equation, you begin to be frustrated. Because God did not, you know, make us to depend on ourselves. He made us to depend on him. That is why the Lord is our shepherd. We are supposed to be his sheep. Hallelujah. How many remember God gave Solomon wisdom? Even the wisdom that God gave Solomon 
when he used the wisdom without consulting God, or whatever God gives you, if you use it without consulting God, it will not end up in a good place. So even when God gives you something, still acknowledge him. So we read in the Bible that David always consulted God and God will speak to him. Should I pursue? Should I go? Hallelujah. We read that at the end of Solomon's life, he was dying in the house of witches. And one of the first things Solomon did when he got the wisdom was to marry an unbeliever, the daughter of Pharaoh. Because in, the, in those days, Egypt was like a superpower. And he did not want to go to war against Egypt. So in his wisdom, he, he thought that if Pharaoh becomes my father-in-law, there will not be law. There will not be any war. Do you understand? It's wisdom. But it is that girl that he married that turned his heart away to serve the God, the idols of Egypt. So even so he did not pray about it, Lord, should I go and marry a, a lady? He used the wisdom that God gave him. But you notice that that's what I'm telling you. That God doesn't give you a talent. God doesn't give you a skill so that you become uh, independent of him. Hello? God will always. Can you imagine that you give your son or your daughter something? And that's the reason why your daughter breaks his relationship or with you. It's like, give me the portion of goods that followed to me so that from now, I wouldn't have to talk to you. I wouldn't need to see you. I will be on my own. You see, so anything that God gives us, God, the most important thing God wants from me and you is our relationship. Amen. He created us for his own pleasure that we will bring forth his praise. Hallelujah. So you cannot accept all the good things and the blessings that God gives you and say bye-bye to God. Look, goodbye God. I stay no longer with you. Goodbye. You are saying bye-bye to God because he's giving you beauty. He's giving you all the things you need. No. He will still need you. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, you are not too blessed not to need God. You are not supposed to be independent of God. How many will want to have a life that you don't know evil? You don't know if all you know is good things. Yeah. Many people are stressed. Many people are depressed. Many people are in pain because of what they know. It comes to their mind, it's like, these things are too much. But that is what the devil introduced to us. The devil, when he was telling Adam and Eve, eat this fruit so that you will know good and evil. We did not know that it's going to come with depression. It is going to come with, do you understand? God even learned the names of the animals he created from Adam. He says, see what I've created. What will you call it? And whatever Adam called it, that was the name. So God learned the names of the animal from God, uh, from Adam. That is how good Adam was. He was told what to do and he did it. Are you here? But from the day 
He took the advice from Satan to eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's not been the same. So this uh, morning, as we are giving our offering, as we are giving our tithes, I want us to pray that you are coming back to God. That Lord, I will, I will need your input. Yes, you have given me wisdom. Yes, you've given me understanding. You've made me smart. I'm clever. I'm good at what I do. But I still need your input. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell somebody, you still need God's input. Hallelujah. That is as simple as that. We need God's input. You need God's input. So I need you to uh, pray. Lift your voice. Lift your for The next two or so minutes, pray and say, Lord, I need your input. I need your involvement in every aspect of my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Speak to God. Tell him, Lord, I need you in my life. I need you in my education, in my work life. Choosing a partner, choosing a business, whatever I'm going to do, Lord, I need your involvement. Don't leave me alone. I pray, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Help me, Lord, I pray. Help me, Lord, I pray. Help me, Lord, I pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray for your help. We pray for your help. We pray for your input. Oh, yes, Lord. Mashanta, Lemu, Tubu, Rinde. In the mighty name of Jesus. Ah, Lord, we seek, oh God, your input in every aspect of our lives. Oh, yes, every day, every morning, like your word says. Oh, yes, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. Yes, I know you know how to drive. But before you move that car, commit it unto the hands of God. I know you know how to do your work. But before you do it, Ask God to help you. Yes, Mahata, Ronde, Limo, Sute. Ask God to help you in the bringing up of your children, in the execution of your duties as a, a husband, as a father, as a wife, as a daughter, as a son. Lord, help me. We acknowledge you. We acknowledge you. We acknowledge you. Oh, yes, Lord. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In the name of Jesus. Proverbs chapter 3, 5, and 6. Put it on the screen. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. Somebody pray and say, Lord, direct my path. Direct, oh God, that which concerns me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Trust in the Lord. Instead of trusting in yourself. Instead of trusting in your own righteousness. Instead of despising others. Oh, trust in the Lord with all your hearts. With all your hearts. Lean not on your own understanding. For there is a way that seemeth right, but the end of the way is the way of death. There is a way that looks right, but the end of it, oh yes Lord. Somebody lift your voice and begin to talk to God. Say Lord, I commit the rest of the year unto your hands. I commit the rest of the month unto your hands. Please help me Lord. Every step on 
the way, every step on the way. Help me, help me, help me to maneuver. Oh yes, I have eyes but I cannot see the future. I have ears but I cannot hear into the spirit, Lord. Lord, you can help me. I know you can help me. Help me, I pray. In the name of Jesus. Mando se kabando rondi libaha. Hey, abando roshikibasa. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We acknowledge you that you will direct our path. We are here, oh God. Oh, mahuta banda liba. Sote limo kuba. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Now take your offering and please take your tithe. And this is our church account number. If you are paying your tithe, please use your cell phone number and your first name or your name. Some people will contact you, will send you the covenant blessing and your life will not be the same. Amen. Okay. I said, hallelujah. Jacob said, how dreadful is this place? This is none other than the house of God. Amen. Have you seen how beautiful our church is? Have you seen how beauty the church is? This is the same encounter Jacob had. He said, how wonderful, how beautiful is this place? This is none other than the house of the Lord. Amen. And today we have one of our best teacher gift from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says in John chapter 3 verse 27, John answered and said, a man receiveth nothing, nothing except it be given to him from above. Hallelujah. And our pastor, he's from above. Amen. God has chosen him all the way to come here in South Africa to teach me and you. Put your hands together. Let's welcome Bishop Napoleon Essien. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift your hands and let's pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you all the glory for the wonderful opportunity of life, the gift of health, and all we are enjoying because of you. Lord, this afternoon, we submit ourselves unto you. We pray for your presence. We pray for your power. We pray for your glory. Touch us. Heal us, deliver us from all our fears, and above all, Lord, let your perfect will be done in our lives. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Well, We've been out there inviting people. So if you are here, you met somebody who invited you. You came. God bless you for coming. We are very happy to have you. This is Lighthouse Chapel International. Your life will never be the same. Amen. Amen. Right after service, when we share the grace, some wonderful people will meet with you, get to know your name. Myself, I will come and speak with you. 
and you will be also refreshed with something wonderful, and your life will not be the same. Amen. Amen. But uh, this, for a short time we have to be here, I want to share something very important with you. Amen. Amen. And my subject today is why your soul is important. Hallelujah. Why your soul is important. So maybe you write why my soul is important. Okay? Yeah. Why my soul is important. Turn your Bibles with me to Mark chapter 8, verse number 36. Mark chapter 8, verse 36. We'll soon be out of here, so... Be alert and be part of the service, and I believe it's going to be a wonderful blessing. Amen. Can we read together? One, go. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Hallelujah. Are you here? Can we take it all together? One, go. For what shall it profit a man if he the whole world and lose his soul? Lose his what? Own soul. Hallelujah. So the first point is that the only thing you have is your soul. Your soul is very important because that is the only thing you have. Your shoes are not yours. Your money is not yours. The only thing you have is your soul. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, and this reality is something. That's why I said that. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his own? Own. The only thing you owe. The only thing that is your own. You ask all the people why they are laboring. What they are laboring for your children, your watch, your bank account. You even need an uh, administrator. When you die today, they will take you from the house that you have built, your own house. They will organize you out. <laughs> I said they will organize you out and go and hide you in a place that as you are here, you are afraid of. They will say, oh, just be there. What are you doing here? Yeah. That is where they will organize you and put you. They will. So you need to understand you need to, you see, but the, the truth of the issue is that because we are in this body, yeah. because we are in this life, this matter, the clay, and we need to eat, and it does not even allow some people to know who they really are. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, not everybody even knows that he or she is a soul, it's a spirit. You have this soul and you lived in this body. Many of us, we have majored on minor. You see, this body can lead you to a place and he will not even show up to say that I'm sorry for bringing you here. This body, a small part of your body can lead you to go to hell. And, and I'm saying the body will not even show up to say I'm sorry for bringing you here. Are you here? Right here? And the fact that many people don't care for their soul is because we are so busy. 
You know, there are so many things that is so important. Your work, okay, your children, the different things that is taking our attention. You need to go for, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, exams, you need to learn, you need to do your hair, you need to do different things. And all these things can come to us in such a way that we tend to lose, lose ourselves. We tend to forget about who we really are. When you go into any grave, you notice that the body decomposes. I'm told that after 30 years or 40 years, it's left with only the nails and sometimes some tooth. Everything has become brown dust. So this body is going nowhere. Look at how you buy cream and you smell the cream. You massage. Hey! You become very delicate. Thank you. We thank God for your nicer, softer skin. It's nice. Thank you for your leave me alone. Leave me alone. Thank you for uh, what do you call it? The lipstick, the lip shine. Thank you for the artificial. All these things are nice. But you are not a flesh. You are not a piece of meat, my brother, my sister. You are a spirit. You have this soul. Hallelujah. That is why the Bible says that what will it profit you if you gain the whole world and you lose your own soul? The only thing that is your own, the only thing that you will take with you when you live this life is your soul. And where will you go? Where will you go? Or are you going to, I mean, be interested in everything? Your bank account, somebody will take it. Your dresses, somebody will inherit it. Your car, Somebody will inherit it. I'm telling you, your, your expensive Rolex watch, they will not put it on when they put you in that coffin. Your iPhone will not come with you. Your jewels will not come with you. Your important shoes that you have a case for it will not come with you. Your bags. To match the accessories. You know, I know somebody. Uh, it's not my wife anyway. I know, I know somebody who has uh, uh, something. Something for only, only accessories. Hey! Only accessories. That's, that's not the shoe. That's not the dress. Only accessories. Things to match. And even when that one is drawn, I see some confusion. I say, hey! Plenty things are here. Plenty things are here. What a shock, what a shock, what a shock. Ladies can have thousand shoes. And they are always saying, I don't have anything to wear. Ah, you are wonderful, I tell you. <laughs> you are wonderful. I think that God's best creation is women. Oh, without, without women, the world will be too straight. It will not be nice. Hallelujah. But don't forget about your soul, my brother. Don't forget about who you really are. The only thing you have is not the money at the bank. The things you have is not even your children. It's not the car. It's not the house. You are stealing to build for somebody to come and inherit it. Why should you still build a house and go to hell? For somebody to come and inherit your sweat and go to heaven. It says, what shall it profit a man 
if you should gain the whole world. The whole world is not Cape Town. The whole Africa, the whole Europe, Asia, America, South and North America together. Yeah, Australia, Antarctica, combined. Not only that, and the things in it. And the things in it, the gold, the business. So how can you sell your soul for parts of the things, not even in the whole world, but in Africa, in South Africa, in Cape Town? You are selling your soul for something that is in the world, part of the world. No. No, you are trading at a loss. You are trading at a loss. Nobody has been able to take even. You know, Timothy says, he says, godliness with contentment is great gain. So we came into the world, chapter 6, verse number 6 and 7, said we came into the world with nothing. And it is certain, it is certain you we can carry nothing out. The reason why the Bible is saying it's certain we can carry nothing out means people have tried. People have tried to take something out. You will try, but you cannot take anything out. And the day that God will call on you, come home, I'm telling you, whether you are ready or you are not ready, it's not the issue. My brother, my sister, it's just like talking on phone. When your airtime finished, whether you have not finished the conversation, whether you are making important call, whether it is about employment, whether it's about life, and it doesn't matter. The airtime air just gives up on you. Just you begin to, just, that is how that is. That is how, then you'll be left with only your phone. The only thing you can carry with you is your soul. Please, just like a little boy, a little girl who doesn't know his bodily parts. When you ask, what is this? You may say that, I don't know, eyes. Or you may say, this. No. no, the same way human beings, Christians are like, we don't know our bodily parts. That we are not flesh. We are spirits. We have this soul. And we live this, this container. Let us know that your soul is the only thing that you owe. Your soul is what makes you feel. Your soul comprises of your traits, your intellect, your emotions, everything there. The spirit is that portion that never dies. But the soul is what gives expression. Give expression to the spirit. It causes you to uh, respond to stimuli. That is why when you die, the spirit and the soul are always together. So when the spirit comes out, the body doesn't fear anything. You can take a knife on a dead body, it wouldn't even shake. You say, oh, I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind. Hallelujah. So your soul is important. Hallelujah. I'm talking about how important your soul is. That is why God appoints somebody to take care of your soul. If your body, if you don't bath and it begins to smell. If you don't comb your hair, you don't do your hair, you do your pedicle, manicure, you do all this thing to take care of the body. How do you think a soul of somebody who has not taken care of his or her soul will be? Yeah. You cannot marry that person. The, the, the person, it will be a wicked soul. You will naturally be wicked. 
a shoulder is not taken care of, you cannot stay with such a soul. You marry a soul that is not. That's why it's important to marry somebody who is spiritual. Yeah, because the soul of the person is taken care of. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Just as we take care. You take care, you bath every day to take care of the body. Every, somebody who has not attended to his or her soul, be careful. Somebody who doesn't have a pastor. Somebody without a pastor over her soul, over his soul to tell the person what to do and what. Can you marry such a person? When you marry, you need to just begin to count when you will divorce. Because the soul cannot be controlled. It's not being cared for. The soul, I mean, the wickedness. We would naturally not do what is right. In nature, have you seen a goat, Billy Goat, with one wife? Have you seen one before? Hello? Yeah. In nature, have you seen one nanny goat that says that is waiting for the first billy goat that no in nature if you don't care for your soul you will sleep with everybody who comes your way oh yeah if you don't care for your soul you will not see anything wrong it takes a supernatural power to say that one man one wife hey that is when your soul is improved when you have taken care of your soul if not you go for everything in trousers. You look at this. You will not even want to be married because you will see married as something that is wasting your time. It's not giving you variety. I'm preaching. You said, I want variety. I want to be free. If I don't like, if I don't like it, I need to move out. After a year, if it's not if it's not a type, I just need to freak oh freak out. You freak out and you move. When the soul has not been taken, you cannot even understand your own activities. You can't understand your own behavior. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If, I'm, I'm saying that if you like, just don't bath. Don't bath, don't bath, don't use uh, roll on. Don't use anything for just one month. You, you yourself. One day, one day, one day. I tell you, sometimes you have even bath in the morning. By the time you come home in the in the afternoon, when when you look at your own self, you are busy. Hey, what? Am I a moving death or what? It's like as you are moving, things are dropping. Things are dropping and dripping. You are like something that is wasting. That's why you are taking care of yourself every day. When you were younger, you were crying. When they said, brush your teeth. You see that when you got older, you have bad a mouthwash. After, yeah, mouthwash. After you brush your teeth, now you also use the mouth. Yeah, because you notice that if you don't take care of it, the way it is, just brushing the teeth is not going. So when somebody doesn't have a pastor, a shepherd, a bishop over his or her soul. Hey, we are looking at somebody that cannot be controlled. Even those with pastors are not easy. Even those with pastors 
who are being bathed every Sunday, who are being taken care, they are counseling, they are reading the word of God, having their, even that one is not easy. Yeah, because occasionally you meet somebody who are just bad, but he's still smelling. I'm preaching. If somebody has brushed the teeth, but he still has a bad breath. Yeah. Somebody, when he enters into a, an air-conditioned office, notice that, hey, it's a natural, it's a natural mystic blowing in the air. It's a natural mystic. Don't ask me why. <laughs> natural mystic. You see that it's a natural perfume. Hey, they, they just have to do like this. And it changes the atmosphere. Even if maybe you are sitting by somebody. When the, some, the person becomes happy small, you can't breathe. So you are praying that the person will not be happy. Because when you stop, you say, hey, then you see that the whole place has changed. What a shock. I said, what a shock. This is even somebody who is taking care of the mouth. Who is taking care of herself. And look at her. And can you compare something like a soul that has not been cared for? A soul that has not, has not birthed. A soul that has not brought the teeth for years. A soul that has not been to church. A soul that has the pride will be there. Wickedness, jealousy, everything will be there. I'm telling you, it's a big problem. It's a big issue. Are you here? Amen? Amen. Naturally. Naturally, you notice that when... Somebody, it, it takes an effort, okay, to love, to care, to do all these things. So if there is somebody who is out of coverage, he doesn't care about, it's not accountable. L- look for people who are not accountable, like your, your husband or your wife. There is nobody who can tell your wife, sit down, even when she's angry. Do you understand? It means her soul is, 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 is at large. Her soul is in a free range. There's no specific frequency that operates in. It can operate for in any frequency. When she's not happy, and look at husbands that their wives cannot call and ask you, where are you? Why? You have married somebody's daughter. Why shouldn't she find out where you are? And you react, you rage. <laughs> hey, are you married? Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. Yeah. But you need, you need, you need somebody that can talk to your wife. Your wife is not happy. Say she won't cook. Or she says she won't bath twice. What will you do? What will you do? Will you, are you going to bath her? It can't work. You need, you need a shepherd and a bishop over her soul to call her and say that. See, see? Bath and call me back right now. 
then she will say that the small thing that you have called pastor, small thing that you've called pastor. I bath in the morning. I even, I'm not even sweating. You say, then they will go and bath quickly. Somebody, if you don't have a husband who is accountable to somebody, I'm telling you the fight. Just buy your gloves that you used to. Are you here? That is what God appoints. He said, we were going astray, but we returned. But ye are now returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of our souls. Hallelujah. May Jesus be the shepherd and the bishop of your soul. May Jesus care for you. Yeah. May you do what the word of God says. That is how you care for your soul. That's how you'll be shepherded. That's how you'll be guided. And you'll be neat. You'll be nice. You'll be very refined. You will not be troublesome. Some of us, by our upbringing and where we were brought up, you are ill-natured. You are cantankerous. You are moody. Yeah, you, you are mulliganous. Ill-natured. You, you, you are not a nice experience. You are not, you, you are sharp, your tongue. I mean, you are, it's not like you are angry, but normally when you speak, it's like, shh, shh, hey, the word comes strong and you are a lady. My God. That's why we say that you begin your sentences with please. And, and thank you. And when you I ask a question, the answer should be what? Yes, please. No, please. Don't just say no. It's too strong. Are you going to do it? Say yes, please. We are young people. Let's learn how to say yes, please. At the workplace, at everywhere. Say yes, please. Be polite. Yeah. If your husband asks you, will, will you do it? Say, yes, please. If your, your wife asks you, will you please have Yes, please. It's, it's a nice way of treating each other. Don't just say, okay. Oh, what is okay? What is okay? Are you going to help me with this? Yes, please. Even no, please doesn't come. It's like you are more like positive towards whatever. Yes, please is even nicer than no, please. Are you here? So may you have a shepherd over your soul. May the word of God nurture you, guide you. Your, do, your doings and your undoings must be the word of God. That you'll be able to say, it's the Bible. The Bible says, the word says, that is how. You are controlled. Amen. Amen. And if that is how you are controlled, oh, you will be a very refined person. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. I see the Lord preparing you, refining you. The one who will get the privilege to marry you. Oh, you see that the person say, hey, I have hated jackpots. I fell in love with her beauty, but I've noticed that she has a character. Yeah. The person who will be fortunate to marry. So I just said yes to this man. I thought that he was just uh, uh, tall and handsome. 
but he has a character. He's so caring, so loving. He's so considerate. Amen. Amen. But if you don't have a shepherd over your soul, you see that? Hey. Quickly, I just want to give you one or two more, then we'll be out of here. What number do we, do we have? Hey, what is the first one? Why is your soul important? That's the only thing that is your own. Number two. Because it can die. Number three. And number four. Yeah. Your soul is so important that God has appointed a shepherd to lead your soul to heaven. Number five. Your soul is important because there is nothing you can give in exchange for it. Are you here? Mark chapter 8. There is nothing. Do you understand? The value of your soul is so expensive that nothing compares. There is nothing you can give in exchange. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What can you give in exchange? You cannot, I mean, receive BMW, then say you are selling your soul. You cannot uh, get married. Sometimes you ask somebody is getting married. Is the person born again? He said, no. <laughs> it's a British. <laughs> is she born again? No. She's an American. <laughs> hey, what can you give in exchange? It's a British. It's an American. I want somebody who slang so that one, my children will be, will be speaking with a certain accent. They'll be saying, what Tom saying? They'll say, Claire. Uh, actually, uh, we just learned that from, your, from the weekend. We are from the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, because of that, you are looking for accent. And you are also uh, having laugh. Do you know laugh? Laugh. Locally acquired foreign accent. You've also changed you because that's. Uh, <laughs> You, you were born in Kailicha, but you slang. <laughs> Hello, guys. <laughs> Hello, G. Tell me, what's going on, baby? <laughs> hey! Hey! I once had a sheep, a member of the church, a lady. As I'm talking, her name comes to my mind. He said, as for her, she will marry a white man. Whatever. Even if that will mean she will go to her. She, I said, hey! I'm telling you! I'm telling you, he said that me is a white man I want to marry. White for me. And we are in international, we have white people in our church. So, I want to marry a white person. Sometimes your, 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 your aim can let you lose your soul. Somebody is looking for fame. Somebody is looking for power. You want a trophy wife. You, want, you don't want to marry some uh, normal town girl that you can manage. 
like the friend said, he said, he was not a believer. He said, if his girlfriend doesn't chew money, the girlfriend is not expensive, he's not happy. He said, if you have an expensive girl, it causes your mind to work well. Because you are always looking for money. If you have people who are understanding, they take, you don't overwork the mind. It says, if he has an expensive girl, the mind begins to work. Because he's always looking for money. Look at all these kind of things. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Nothing. Nothing. Marriage. You cannot let marriage take you to hell. You cannot let your children take you to hell. You cannot let your job take you to hell. Not even a car. Not even a plane. Not even the world. That's why he continues. If you gain the whole world and you lose your soul, you've traded at a loss. And number six, your soul is important because it can be lost. You can lose your soul. Are you there? And number seven, your soul is important because it can go to hell. <laughs> we, are, we are closing. Are you here? Matthew chapter 18, verse number eight and nine. Quickly. Can we read it together? One, go. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off. And it is better for thee to enter into life hot or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Nine. And if thy eye offend thee, plug it out and cast it from thee. For it is better for thee to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes be cast into hellfire. Do you have Amplified? There is a place. There is a place that it is wet, losing your limbs in order to go there. Do, do you understand? Yeah, there is a place. That it says, if your problem is pornography, remove one eye. <laughs> Whatever is not allowing you. <laughs> do, do you understand? Yeah. yeah. One day, Bishop said, a pastor came to him. He said, Pastor, I want to be castrated. I said, Why? He said, No, what this thing is doing to me, I, I want to go to heaven. <laughs> but this is the word of Jesus. Let's read it from the Amplifier. One, go. If your hand or your feet causes you to stumble and sin, cut it off and throw it away from you. That is, remove yourself from the source of temptation. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than to have two hands, two feet, and be thrown into everlasting fire. Verse number nine. If your eyes causes you to stumble and sin, plug it out and throw it away from. That is, remove yourself from the source of temptation. 
It is better for you to enter life with one eye and be thrown into fairy hell. Mercy. 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 Do you know my prayer? I prayed throughout the week and even this morning that anyone who is here today, my prayer is that you will never be found in hell. In the name of Jesus. Whatever, whatever mistake that you may, may your mistake not kill you. May you, may you repent quickly before it is over. May you not die like I, uh, my, my children told me, one guy in the school, student, yeah, he woke up dead. <laughs> you don't understand. He, went, he was so drunk, and when he was drunk, he started vomiting, and he was choked by his own vomit. So in the morning, he was dead. Very sad. Another one, they went to drink. They were in the car. They drove. They found them dead in a ditch. That's what I'm saying. May none of us here die in our sins. In the name of Jesus. Are you here? Yeah. My prayer is that no matter what it takes and whatever happens, may you not be found in hell. May you escape hell. May you receive Christ. May you make it to heaven. In the name of Jesus. Look, there's a place that when people are asking for water in all my life, even poor people don't ask, uh, uh, what do you call it? A finger drop of water. But there's a place that people there, they don't beg for a cup of water. They don't ask for a bottle of water. They are begging. If somebody can dip his finger into water and come, there is a place that when you end up there, you cannot transfer. No, even your, your worst enemy will not want you to be there. Anyone who has been to hell does not want anybody to come there. The story of a pastor. He was in school with uh, a, a friend. He was a born-again believer. He backslided. And he was in universities. But as he went to the university, he became, he felt that he needed to be born again. He got born again. And he left the university and went to Bible school, Assemblies of God Bible school. And he became a pastor. And as he was pastoring, he was invited to preach somewhere. So he left his roommate to continue the school. He continued the university. So he went somewhere to preach. And as he finished preaching, Sunday he has finished preaching, he went to his guest house to rest. And as he was there, Jesus walked into the room. He said, come, I want to show you something. Jesus took him and they went to hell. So when they descended, everything that the Bible says, that was how. People were screaming in flames and screaming and shouting. They bypassed. They went to a place. Then he saw his roommate, his friend in school. He was there, screaming and burning in hell fire. So he asked, how did you come here? How did you come here? And his friend said, Friday, it was Sunday evening. He said, Friday, we were drunk or something. We got involved in automobile accidents. 
And when the accident happened, I died. And that's why I have come. Hey! The pastor said he was shaking out of his reach. When he came back, he said, took him, he came to his room. He was sweating. His heart was beating. He said, no, it is not possible. But when he looked at the time, it was too late. He wanted to call his mother. But he said, no, it's too late. He will call the mother in the morning. Because the mother will always visit them in the school. Like, you see, when you are in school, sometimes a friend becomes like a brother or a sister. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So the mother knows the two of them. So he wanted to tell the mother that this is what I have experienced. So Monday morning, early morning, he calls the mother, Mommy. And he said, before he could even ask how you are doing, he said, Hey, have you heard? He said, what? Say your friend had an accident on Friday. And he's the only one who died in the accident. He said he was even more shaking. He thought that maybe it was a dream or something. Do you understand? Or a vision of something to happen. Or, but when the man said he was shaking, was all shaking. He said, hey, my friend is in hell. I thought that he, he was coming to tell the mother, but the mother said, this what happened. And just as the friend said to him in hell, the mother confirmed, he said, your friend Friday, they were traveling, they had an automobile accident, and he's the only one who died. Said he began to shake. My brother, my sister, there is a place that you will not like even your enemies to go there. You wouldn't want to. I know you in particular don't want to go there. Do you know why? Because when you are cooking or you touch a hot pan, the way you, you leave your hand, you don't like heat. You don't, you don't like to be burned. So I know, I know. The way you don't embrace hot pans and you take your hand off things, I know that you wouldn't want to be burned in hellfire. But there's a way, hallelujah. Amen. The way out is to receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior. As we close and as we end our service, my brother, my sister, you need to receive Jesus as your personal savior. That is the only way out of hell. It is appointed unto man once to die and after that, judgment. Are you here? Because if even you don't die, one day your soul may be required from you. In Luke, the Bible talks about the rich man who had a bumper harvest. And he said, my soul, you have many goods to eat for many years. So he said, what will I do? He said, I will break my bones and build a bigger one. And I will bestow all my goods in it. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goes to eat. Take thy ease and eat. And the Bible says, Luke chapter is it 12. The Bible says, and that night the Lord said, thou fool. This night, this night, God said unto him, thou fool, this night thy soul will be what? Required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So God says that 
we are not wise. He said, it is foolish not to think about God, to provide, to save money for your soul. And you are not saved. It is not wise. Hallelujah. That's the last point. That your soul can be required. Can be required. God can call you and say, come for a meeting. Come. Come for a meeting. Leave everything and come. Leave everything and come. When you are required to come out for a meeting, will it be well with you? Where will you be? As we close. My prayer and my advice to you is that receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Save your soul, your own soul. Do something for yourself. You have worked for others. You have helped others. It is now time to save your own soul. Do something for your own soul. That is what I'm telling you. And as you do, you will never regret it. One day, this decision you are about to take will lead us to heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We will never be bent in hellfire. For God sent his son, not to condemn the world, but that through him, the world might be saved. You can be saved this afternoon. You can be saved. I pray that salvation will be your portion. In Jesus' mighty name. No matter what you have done, no matter what you've been through, it doesn't matter. What matters is Jesus who died to save us. And that is the promise he has given us. That if we will call on him, if we will receive him, if we will, we will believe in him and confess it, he will forgive us. Hallelujah. And save our lives in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Okay. Please close your eyes with me wherever you are. As we close, as we close, if you are here, close your eyes. Close your eyes. I want to pray with us quickly. Our time is up. We need to close and go. If you are here, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me and pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I don't want my soul to die. I don't want my soul to go to hell. I don't want my soul to be destroyed. I don't want to do everything for everybody and forget about who I really am. The real me, my soul. No, I want my soul to be saved. Please pray with me and pray for me. If this is what you are saying, please close your eyes wherever you are and lift only your right hand, lift it high above your head and we'll pray together. We'll pray together. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. That is why we are here this afternoon. Father, I pray for every hand that is lifted. I pray with them and I pray for them. Let the grace of God every salvation be their portion. May we never darken oh, the doorway of hell with our shadow. May we be translated from the kingdom of darkness unto your marvelous light. Save our souls. Save our lives. Jesus, we call on you. Help us this afternoon in the mighty name of Jesus. Please, if you've lifted your hand, you want to be born again, I need you to please move and come. My sister, come. Please come. I want to. Everyone, you lifted your hand. Can you come? Please come. Come. I want to pray with you. Come. Come from the back. Come from the front. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. God bless you. Come.
Come from the back, come from everywhere. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come, I'm waiting for you. God bless you. God bless you. Wow. I remember you, my brother. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I'm talking about your soul. Your soul will be saved. Yes. Yes. That is the most important. That is the most important. That is the most important. Maybe you are here. Somebody invited you or you came on your own. But maybe you've even been coming to church. But you have not made it right with God. This afternoon you can make it right with God. You are not sure. Will I go to heaven or hell? I'm not sure. You need to be sure. That is what I need you to do. Please be sure. Make it sure. I want to pray with you. Just move and come quickly. Just move and come. I feel that there are people here who need to be sure. Who need, you've been going to church, but you are not sure. You can be sure this afternoon. Just move quickly before we pray. Before we pray. No movement, please. Please. If you are coming, move and come. God bless you. 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 Maybe you've been coming to church. You've been coming. You've been church before. You were once born again, but things have happened. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus. Please don't joke with it. Going to hell is not an option. Going to hell is not an option. You cannot allow yourself to burn in hellfire. You cannot be in a service like this where God is telling us about the importance of your soul just to live and trust your soul. In, no, you cannot do that. You, if you are not sure, let us be sure. We'll pray together. Move from the back, from everywhere and come. If you are not sure, move and come. It's better to be saved than to be sorry. It's better to be saved than to be sorry. Don't say, I will do it one day. No. No, it is appointed unto man once to die. And after that, the judgment. Please come. Come from the back, my sister. Come from the back, my brother. You are, your heart is beating. I'm not sure. Should I do it today another time? Look, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. If you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Just move. Just move and come. And let's pray together and your life will never be the same. Are you coming? If you are coming, come quickly. Quickly before we pray. Those who in front, will you please lift your two hands to the Lord? Come, come, if you are coming. And say this prayer with me. Say with me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus this, afternoon, this afternoon, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me. I am sorry of all my sins. I am sorry of all my mistakes. Jesus, please help me. Save me. Wash me. Cleanse me with your blood. From today, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. You are the son of God. You died for me and you rose again. Lord Jesus, I receive you into my heart as the savior the Lord and the Master. I believe in you. Jesus, you are the Son of God. Please write my name. Say, my name is... Mention your name. Please write my name 
in the book of life. From today, I am yours. I belong to you. I will follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. From today, I am yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Lift your index finger like this and say with me, hear me, Satan. From now, I don't belong to you. I don't belong to you. Whatever you have in me, I reject it. I refuse it. In the name of Jesus, I belong to God. I belong to Jesus. I will follow Jesus all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for the life of your wonderful people. I pray with them and I pray for them. That the grace of God that brings salvation will be their portion. Lord, bless their lives. Let their life turn around. Like we read in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 25. We were going astray, but now we have returned. Oh, to the shepherd and the bishop of our soul. Lord Jesus, be the shepherd and the bishop over every one of us. Lead us gradually until we see your face in heaven. Deliver us from our fears. Deliver us from things that are not compatible with Christianity. Give us the strength to love you, to follow you, to walk with you until the very end. Lord, I pray that the grace of God that brings salvation will appear to every one of us. Now I declare in the name of Jesus, every form of sickness, every form of weakness, every form of deficiency in the life of your people here is healed now in the name of Jesus. Whatever the devil has done, I rebuke it. I rebuke it. Let your people be free. For who the son shall set free shall be free indeed. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.